Hey, welcome to Sunday Conversations. Uh, this is episode five. Today, I'm talking with Tommy Hart from Broken Vow. Um, he is going to be a very special guest because this week we have uh, Broken Vow's first or, uh, or like official debut debut EP uh, out this Friday. So it's kind of like a perfect time to chat with Tommy um, about music, Broken Vow, skating, veganism, and straight edge. Um, so Tommy, can you give a quick backstory about who you are, you know, what you do and how you got into hardcore? Yeah. Um, well, I'm Tommy said my name a few times, but in case you missed it, um, <laughs> I'm 19 years old. I from Northampton, Massachusetts, and I've been into hardcore, I'd say seriously for about like two years, but I was listening to it for a couple of years before then. But, um, around two years ago is like the summer where I like really started going to a ton of shows and meeting people through hardcore and seeking it out in like a way that I hadn't before. Um, and right. So I kind of got into it right. Like six or eight months before the pandemic. And then, um, during the pandemic, I obviously hardcore is only on the internet. So I, kind of like met a ton of people that, that way and now that things are kind of starting to happen in real life again it's like it's been this very like disjointed relationship with hardcore that I've had so far where it's like oh I'm going to like shows that are exciting and I'm like developing a taste and then I just totally am locked off from the world and like in a bubble where I can form everything without anybody else's influence and then I'm back in that going to shows all the time putting myself out there all the time and um, very much being involved in a community less than pursuing an interest on my own. Yeah. The, do you feel like now you are more immersed in like hardcore in the shows and community versus like when you first started as, you know, the six, eight months ago before the pandemic? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because like I had that like awkward, like I'm first going to shows and like, I don't know how to talk to people and I don't know what's going on and I barely know any of these bands. And then as soon as I was kind of starting to break away from that and go into shows where I was like, Oh, I've listened to these bands. I like know what's up. I know like the social cues of hardcore or whatever. And, and then just immediately nothing. And I just kind of had to sit with myself and not having that community anymore. So yeah, I think that's uh, a very interesting time as well. Because, uh, I mean, based on the internet, I know a lot of people uh, discovered, like, hardcore music um, through the yeah. pandemic. Um, I know, like, the, the TikTok uh, hardcore thing was kind of like a, a thing yeah. for a bit where, like, a lot of people got introduced to it, which is really cool. Yeah, um, doesn't, cool. It doesn't matter how you find, you know, music and stuff, but it's it's a... Uh, I guess it's like a newer thing that hasn't happened before. Um, and yeah, it's like did, throughout the pandemic, did you find yourself kind of learning a little bit more about um, hardcore or like specific bands? Like, for example, uh, I give myself like, I like dove deep into like catalogs and like would like listen to a bunch of like you know um I would go through like a discord catalog and like revelation and like uh find, find xy band and like listen to all the bands that they had and you know just kind of kind of like a fun thing to do uh when you have time to yourself did, did you find yourself doing that at all or like learning more about you know the the music uh versus what you had known before yeah, I I don't think I did it like as deep or like methodically as that, but I think just like by nature of like being really bored and like having this like still sort of newfound passion for something, I was very much so like, okay, like here's these like bands that I like right now or these bands that are popping off right now. And I kind of tried to like trace the line back and be like, where did these bands like get that from? Or like, where did this sound come from initially? Um but I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't do too many like huge discography dives. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think right. Like, like a, a month into COVID yeah. I like, did like an earth crisis discography dive, <laughs> a bit of a discouraging discography dive to do because there's yeah. like a harsh cutoff in quality in my opinion. But, yeah. um, and, and I think that kind of put me off of it a little bit, but I think it was more so like trying to fill in the gaps of like different bands and like their most important material 
So right. instead of like, I'm going to listen to everything by this band, it's like, I'm going to listen to something by this band. And then it leads me to this other band. That's also really cool. And then it was less like deep dives on one thing or one area and more just like filling out my like family tree of hardcore. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, uh, when we first started talking, uh, I remember like you're already had like a pretty decent knowledge about like, you know, these obscure bands from the nineties. So it's kind of, that's why I like asked that. Cause I was like, well, he yeah. already knows like a lot. <laughs> like I wonder <laughs> if you like, like did like a, a bigger deep dive and like learned a bunch of stuff, but, uh, no, it seems like you've did it, done it in a more organic way. Um, yeah. like you mentioned, like bands related to this band and so on. Um, yeah. but yeah, and that's, I, that's so cool. I think, I think just like in like the way that I consume music, it's like, I can listen to a ton of albums in a row, but I've like got to switch it up. You know what I mean? Um, so like yeah. if I listen to all of destroy the machines, I can't then go and listen to all of Gamora's season ends, but like <laughs> I could listen to all of like here and now by strain. So, yeah. And it, for sure, if there's like, if there's one, like, area where I like I know a lot of like little obscure bands that I think are like so sick it's for sure the 90s so <laughs> yeah and like uh when when Broken Vow started um I know you all originally formed in Connecticut um yeah. but you mentioned uh you grew up in Massachusetts so um why don't ask like how that scene was growing up it doesn't have to be specifically in hardcore I'm I know everyone comes from like usually it's like pop punk metalcore yeah. hardcore is kind of like the usual path but how was that for you like growing up in, in music or massachusetts well the the thing is like it's not even that like there wasn't a hardcore scene but there was one of those other scenes it's like i was like in my hometown and like the surrounding towns at least like it was me so like i knew some people who were older like a lot older than me who were into like hardcore and metal and punk and stuff like that but all of my peers, I kind of had to like convince them to start like heavier bands with me or like start bands with screaming in it, like with me. And I, and it was, it was very like, there was nobody. And that's kind of why I ended up like all, all the shows I went to were in like Worcester or Boston or Hartford or New Haven. And so I kind of got like, I'm from this very like bubble pocket of Western mass and it's my city is like the biggest within like a, like the whole county and like the surrounding counties apart from like Springfield and it's like 30,000 people it's like a tiny college town so it's all like indie rock and like post-punk and stuff like that which is cool and like I got to yeah. see a lot of really cool bands which are doing awesome things now but I was always like I always wanted like the more intense stuff and people kind of like turned their noses up at that and like didn't take it seriously so I had to go somewhere else for it. And that's, you know, why I was at a show in Hartford where I met the other members of Broken Vow or like why it was like, why I was like, oh yeah, like I'll go to like Worcester, like an hour and a half away for the Have Heart shows when I'm like 17 and like don't have a driver. <laughs> like I can do yeah. that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was definitely, it shaped it into this thing where like, hardcore and metal and metalcore and pop punk which are all genres that i love um surprisingly enough you can like all of them at the same time but um <laughs> they symbolize like leaving and like going somewhere else and it kind of made me romanticize that whole like i'm gonna like start here and go and like right. be somewhere that's not where i'm from so yeah yeah i guess what um do you remember like what sparked your interest and finding your own music because um for example you mentioned that uh you weren't hearing exactly what you're looking for and it was more like the indie rock scene like did you um i get yeah like did you find like a band early on or something that kind of sparked your interest in like a, a heavier uh music um well, I mean, I think it was like, it feels weird to say heavy, but like I got, when I was yeah. in like sixth or seventh grade, I got like crazy into Blink-182. Yeah. And then obviously like all the pop punk bands that come with that. And then I remember that Sum 41 album, Chuck. There's mm -hmm. like some like heavy parts on like heavy <laughs> parts and some screaming. And I was like, I really like this. And, <laughs> and then I... I kind of got interested in like metal as like an abstract idea. Yeah. And then two bands that like really 
like hit with me very early on were Killswitch Engage, who I talk about to no end. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and um, a, a band called Queensryche, who are from the 80s. And they had this like um, concept album called Operation Mindcrime that I just yeah. loved. And I would listen to over and over and over and over again and think like, wow, this is like so epic and cool and edgy. Yeah. I don't know. It made me feel very like, it made me feel different because like yeah. obviously I was like looking for something different. And then when I found it, I was like, like, this is like, this is like where I belong in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Queens, right. Uh, is there singer like, does he, do they sing like very high pitch? Oh, like very like epic. Okay. Yeah. I know who you're talking yeah. about. I think my dad used to play them uh, <laughs> uh, quite a bit, but yeah, I remember hearing that. I was like, well, it's just pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, and it was, as, as like a seventh grader, I was like, I was like, nobody's doing it like me. Like no one's listening <laughs> like, like I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. uh, but yeah, and of I, course, my parents were like super. Um, yeah, my dad has a lot of like older, like seventies and eighties punk influences. So he was playing the oh, Sex cool. when I was like way too young to be talking <laughs> anything about the Sex Pistols. You know what I mean? So right. Shout out to him for sure. <laughs> um so we'll get more into like the music stuff in a bit but i wanted to focus more uh right now on like you as a person going up you know in massachusetts um you know discovering what you you know the music that you like and stuff um but there's two other aspects that i'm also interested in um one being veganism uh because i've seen you post like um and uh, Sunday Drive Discord, like a couple of like vegan meals and like uh, stuff like that. So um, being vegan myself, I feel like we relate on this. And I wanted to ask, uh, how long have you been vegan and like what inspired you uh, to become vegan? A year and a couple months. Um, I think right around I, I like I, I like claimed edge and like fully was like, OK, I'm vegan on like the same day. But both of them were like very like slow processes that I was very deliberate yeah. about. Um but with being vegan specifically, um, I like I've always been like interested in it from a young age. And I tried to like I wanted to go vegan when I was like in sixth grade. And then the people around me were just like, why? Would <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they just like they were, they were just like, that's so stupid. And like not to say that that was like my parents were like, OK, but like, you know, just like peers and like pe- like my friend's parents in school were like, like that's so weird you know what I mean and I just I like almost got bullied out of it and then I over over COVID I I was like well this is something I've wanted to do for a very long time and I was also being exposed to these like these these vegan bands and vegan people in the hardcore scene and so first it was for sure very intertwined with hardcore but I think it's a it speaks to the more common theme that like hardcore hasn't like changed me as a person it's just like allowed me to be who I like aspired to be. Yeah. Um, Cause like I had that desire for a very long time. And then I was like, Oh, this is like cool. And there's like a group of people who will like, think I'm very cool for wanting to do this. You know what I mean? Um, and I guess as like a still young, impressionable man, like that's big, you know, to, yeah, to, to have like an Avenue where like you can do something that you want to do and something that's productive and something that's positive. Yeah. And I just like kind of started going there like little by little. And then when I went to college, I, I like, I said, like, when I go to college, like I'm going to go vegan. And uh, luckily like the dining hall was super accommodating to me. Like mm-hmm. um, having control over what I was eating was like super huge for me and like was really freeing. And I just haven't looked back and it's been like, like, like a year and some change, I think. So cool super awesome but um yeah. yeah that 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 sunday drive like vegan food section <laughs> or that's like that's cool i, I forget yeah. i have discord on my phone a lot but like i'm gonna like go yeah. through after this and like look at what i did <laughs> yeah um we just made um some vegan enchiladas the other day um that are really good um but yeah i'm always like looking for new recipes and like um finding youtubers uh it's yep. like get inspiration from and stuff so yeah you know um the avant-garde vegan yeah uh-huh. yeah I, that guy's crazy because yeah. he's like i don't know like 
I, if I like saw a guy like that walking down the street, I would be like, oh, like he probably doesn't even know what like being vegan is. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's so cool. He's yeah. I, I yeah. don't even like watch his videos for the food. Just like his personality is so captivating. Yeah, he's super interesting. Um, I like his his like video editing is really cool too. And yeah, I mean he's like a professional chef, so like the meals that he makes are like super like intricate and like uh yeah, yeah i wish i could have some <laughs> yeah I, I wish i could just be like on the other i wish i could be one of those people who like gives it to after yeah. the thing <laughs> and they're like oh this is great I, yeah I, you know i know those guys aren't vegan no way like <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah i actually bought like one of his cookbooks uh when it came out a while ago um and I've only made like one or two recipes, but like that cookbook is like super specific and like the ingredients that they use because yeah. it's usually not like, you know, things that you have in your house. Um, so if you're feel, feeling like special, like when like a special dish, like you can go oh, out yeah. to the store and like get some, you know, specific ingredients. <laughs> oh, there's there's nothing I love more than like going to the store and like, um, like getting a recipe from somebody and like yeah. going to the store and like, what did they say I needed? Again? What <laughs> yeah. is that like? <laughs> I remember I found out that tamari and soy sauce are the same thing, which is definitely just like my insane food ignorance. But yeah, I was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> and just like making those connections and stuff, and getting to like yeah. make new stuff that tastes good is like right. So- so that's yeah that's a good point that's one of the things i love most about when i went vegan it's like kind of opens the door to like this whole new world of like foods that you never even thought of or like try like Um, i mean i i never i probably if i'd kept just like eating mcdonald's all the time i never would have had like tempeh and now that's like just like i'll just like fry tempeh and like put salt and pepper on it i'm like this is the best thing i've ever had in my whole life yeah so, right. even like something as simple as like tofu like yeah. that's just something that you don't usually eat when you're eating um you know a, a standard like american diet yeah um, for real but but yeah there's like so many like foods that come from the earth <laughs> which yeah. is like so cool to like <laughs> you know it, it discover and explore and try yeah. a bunch of new flavors it's yeah it's, it's really it's really exciting yeah. i really like the lifestyle um, oh, yeah. of being vegan. vegan um three years i think three years. Uh, it was uh, yeah last year of college uh when i realized that i was not eating good yeah <laughs> like, no, that, uh, that's yeah, the other really realization is i was like i was like oh man like if i keep eating like this it is not like my metabolism is only going to carry me <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> um so yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a very harsh cutoff for me of like going from like yeah. eating a ton of like fast food and like really junky stuff to being like, yeah. okay, I got to stop eating meat. Like that was a huge thing for me. You know what I mean? So yeah, same here. I kind of like did it overnight, which I probably should have done it more gradual. So your body yeah. can adjust a little bit better. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I was just eating like a bunch of fast food and the, I feel like the not uh, having like a restriction as far as like vegetarian or vegan um in college specifically because they have like the like you mentioned the diner halls uh yeah. i'm sure they're a lot better now um but at the time like there wasn't much that you can eat yeah. like i would no, eat no. like chick-fil-a and like pizza every day. <laughs> yeah. it was like super bad yeah. Yeah, very very like I don't know, like waking up and be and like feeling heavy, you know what yeah. I mean? And, oh my God, like what's going on? Um, yeah. but I remember my, um, my college had, um, I don't go there anymore, but they had like, all uh, like a whole vegan section where like everything every day, like every meal was vegan. Oh, cool. like, um, and then every yeah. other section had like one vegan option. So, yeah, no, that's really cool. Um, it's cool also to see how far it's come just in like the past five years even Literally, um, yeah i know like it's been like evolving you know through the decades but like i feel like it has exponentially grown like in the past few years uh, which is awesome to see um you know i yes i never yeah so. i know <laughs> uh and i like i fully understand like people don't understand it or um you know don't want to go vegan it's just kind of hard to you know have the perspective if you have never tried it 
uh, I never thought that I would when I was like a kid either. I had like some interest like in high school where I was like, oh, maybe I can go vegetarian. But um, yeah, I just you started learning more about the environment and animals and uh, health. And yeah, they all just kind of. They like like coalesce and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's cool. Like once you, once you discover it, like it all connects like very easily. And you have that, you have that like aha moment where you're like, oh, like I I need to do this. You know what I mean? So it's like, and it's not like, it's not a sense of like being forced. It's like a sense of like fulfilling, like an obligation and that you, (laughs) yeah. You know what I mean? That it's not like, like, Oh, I have to do this. It's like, wow. Like I'm compelled to do this. It's really, you know, there's, I'm, I'm a very like lethargic person sometimes. And I'm like, Oh, like, I don't want to do this. And like, I don't want to do unless I like feel strongly about it or unless I love this or, um, just made my life really much harder than it needs. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but like, I think with veganism, it was just like, oh, like, I'm like, for like, in my mind, I was like, now that I've connected these dots, like, I have to, you know what I mean? Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, and I want to ask the same thing about straight edge, because you uh, mentioned it kind of happening simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, but like, how'd you come across uh, straight edge? And what made you you know, want to live <laughs> drug free. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously I came across straight edge through hardcore because like I'm in hardcore and I'm straight edge. So like how else would I come across it? But um, I think there was like, there was like an aha moment when I like heard have part for the first time. And I was like, this is me. And like, he's talking about me and he's talking to me like right now. And there was, And then there was like two or three years before I even like seriously entertained the thought of being straight edge because I first heard, I first listened to songs to scream at the sun in like 2017. And then, and then I didn't claim edge until 2020, just like variety of reasons that like a little too personal for me to get into, but, um, (laughs) but it was very, it was very much like, uh, like, uh, you know, I like, want to live apart from this thing that like so much defines the culture that I live in and especially the culture I grew up in because I grew up around a ton of townies you know what I mean a ton of people who are like oh like the only thing I ever do is like get really fucked up and like get really high and get really drunk and just kind of do whatever happens next you know what I mean and it was it's this very kind of like I identified it early on it's like this very kind of like monotonous repetitive like boring and kind of sad way to live like for me at least and i mean you know people find joy from that and that's cool but um it just always bummed me out even when i was like actively hanging out in those circles and i think as soon as i kind of had the time like over the pandemic to like sit with myself and be like what am i about and like that kind of essential part of like growing up and like turning from like a kid into like a fully grown person is like what like what's like the disconnect between like me and the things and people that surround me and what makes me me and what makes them them and like what do I have to do to prove that you know what I mean I think straight edge was really important for me and being like I've never been interested in this but I've kind of been roped along with it a little bit and why should I do that like what's what's the point um i'm just not going to anymore um (laughs) and it's it's definitely it's definitely a sense of like overcoming something for sure but it's also a sense of like defining like who you are against the world which is like feels like very like righteous and like i'm straight edge and you're not and like i'm so much but it's just it's 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 a personal thing in that it's a, a personal definition and yeah I'm I'm kind of losing my train of thought, but I think I think <laughs> no, yeah. I hope it's coming across. <laughs> yeah, I know Very, what you mean. Yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I've had um, I've had like similar uh, like struggles understanding if I um, resonate it with enough with like being straight edge because I um, sometimes like I can see straight edge just being like an a, almost a negative like 
kind of looking down, like you mentioned, like, oh, you're not straight edge. Like, I really didn't like that aspect of it. Um, um, but I started thinking of it in more in a positive way, um, you know, as far as like doing it for yourself and uh, wanting to, you know, abstain from, you know, X, Y, Z, in this case being drugs, but, um, and alcohol, but very early on, I, I had like no interest in it at all. Uh, I think it was just like the way I grew up, like it never appealed to me. So like I was, I never had done anything. And um, I, I guess I just, didn't know what straight edge was until yeah. you know you discover it and you're like oh that's oh. that's me <laughs> yeah. no, I, had the, I had the much more complicated way of like being like interested in it because of like social pressure being interested in like yeah. using substances and and like yeah. part partaking and and then being like but it doesn't feel like me you know what i mean and yeah. then it like an expectation builds when you partake it's like oh are you gonna do that again like you're gonna do that are you coming with us to do that you know what i mean um and it's just this it's it's this pressure that like is so much more fun to live without you know what i mean (laughs) and very much more to just like draw a line in the sand and be like i'm all set you know what i mean so um and i think to what you were saying about like doing straight edge for yourself like that's Mm -hmm. a big difference that i obviously like vegan straight edge is like a thing you know and that's like right. a, a thing that i buy into very much but like i think straight edge is much more like i'm straight edge for like no reason other than me you know what i mean and because i want exactly to be yeah edge and not because i want you know you or anybody else to be straight edge just that's how i am um yeah and i'm proud of that and i'm stoked about that every day but it's like it's a very like calm thing for me where yeah, for sure where I'm more like this is like something I do to like go beyond myself and like yeah um it's this like balance between like deeply like personal reflection and deeply like outer reflection I mean like what can I do that then impacts um animal welfare the environment and then also my health and that's cool yeah uh, um <laughs> very much more so like a uh, bigger picture world thing so yeah exactly no yeah you said it perfectly I think like wrapping up those two um you know aspects of our lives um yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's also excited. when you when you signed broken vow like I had yeah. no idea you were vegan straight edge and I was like <laughs> <laughs> and then we all like found that out at the same time and we were like yo that's so cool you know what I mean like <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Like, it's fun discovering when people have like similar um, lifestyles as you. Um, It's very like super easy going when you're with other friends that are also like vegan and straight edge. Because like, one, you don't have to worry about like alcohol or like you know whatever substances and like two you don't have to worry about like oh maybe we can go to this place because they have you know other options yeah. besides just vegan stuff <laughs> i am um, my like a, uh, my i guess like my inner circle within hardcore yeah. is like five dudes from new england who are like all vegan and straight edge yeah and it's just we um we're, we're like starting a band right now that's playing our first show at the the broken bell release show and we like got together to practice yesterday I just kind of remember thinking like none of us have to like say like, Oh, can we like make sure that this place like has something that I can eat? We're like, Oh, right. let's go somewhere that has a ton of vegan stuff for all of us. You know yeah. what I mean? So, <laughs> really? It, so, yeah. It's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's just like easygoing. Um, of course I love my friends that are not vegan straight edge. Uh, you know, I always make accommodations for whatever. I'm usually the person I'm like, yeah, let's just go wherever, you know, I'll just yeah. get whatever I can. Yeah. Uh, in those that's cases. My, that's my thing is it's like most places <laughs> you can like, most places I can, I can make do, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. But it's usually like, not like your first option, I guess. Like your first yeah. option would be like the vegan junk food, like local spot. That yeah, you go to. Like, <laughs> let's go to the place where I can have everything. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh similar to those uh like aspects of your life um i also saw that you uh skated uh, or maybe still skate but i wanted to ask you about that uh how um skating has played a part of uh you know growing up and if you think that the skate culture has like impacted your lifestyle today but i mean for sure it was like it was a huge huge thing for me when i was like um, especially 16, 15, like right around the time when I like did that thing that everyone does at that age where you're like, Oh, like, what am I into? 
not like none of like the big like adult questions of like who am i like what do i stand <laughs> like, yeah what do i like and skating was like skating made sense with everything else i liked because i was really into you know like pop punk and metal and i think around the time i skating i uh, around the time i started skating i also started listening to suicidal tendencies who were like a huge band for me to like get into yeah. hardcore and like more like aggressive raw stuff mm-hmm. and they have this big like skate image around them so i was like i'm gonna go like go listen to like institutionalized and like try to learn how to do an ollie you know what i mean and um i quickly met like a ton of people who um were like super kind and uh you know nice and accommodating of me and i think the the skate culture in western massachusetts is actually really cool and i think it kind of helped me to have that in lieu of like a music scene because you know instead of like going to shows i just go to the skate park and I was never like crazy good at it or anything. And I kind of have more of a casual relationship to it now that I'm like more like hundred percent focused on music and like have a community within, with, within music. And I occupy myself with music the same way that I kind of occupied myself with skateboarding a lot. Um, but yeah, there was that, a lot of like really positive formative memories were like either me like going and like skating on my own and like really busting my ass trying to like learn something new or like yeah. me like hanging out with a ton of people and especially like over the course of the pandemic like doing it alone or like going to like you know more empty parks was like like that 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 got me through for sure so um yeah yeah skating was huge for me but like not huge huge like the way mm-hmm. that like hardcore was it, it was never that like aha moment that like getting into hardcore was it was more of like a it's really nice and i like this a lot so yeah just kind of like a fun thing to do uh yeah. your time yeah 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 definitely um for um for broken vow uh i know you all met at a magnitude show um yes, we did. well is this like two years ago now uh 2019 or 2020 early 2020? Com- uh, coming coming up on two years uh march yeah. the 6th oh wow so okay yeah, yeah. so right before <laughs> I, I think i remember the day <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh, how important is a band like magnitude to you and like like your your um generation uh because i feel like it has made like a pretty big and imp- they have made a pretty big impact on on the youth right now i mean I don't want to like blow up my spot because like I do, you know, I know those guys and I'd consider them friends and I'd, um, you know, I obviously I got the chance to play with them recently, but like that band is like, at least personally, like speaking for myself, just unfathomable impact on my life. You know what I mean? Like they're one of the bands that like convinced me that like straight edge was like a positive thing to do for myself. You know what I mean? So like I first felt talked to by some older bands like Foundation or Have Heart or Verse and I was but it was magnitude that was like oh this isn't like speaking to me from the past this is like speaking to me right now and it's topical to what I'm going through and like what I see in the world around me and I don't think I would have like made the choices that I've made in regards to especially Straight Edge if it wasn't for that band um yeah. and generationally i know there are so many people who feel the same way as i do you know what i mean it's like i mean the spotify wrapped just came out and like yeah you know that band <laughs> hasn't dropped an lp in like two years at this point it's like yeah they were on the top of mine and they were on the top of harrison's and they were like yeah they were all over other people's and it's it's really cool like what a lasting impact a band like that has because they deserve to and um lyrically i think it's some of the most compelling straight edge music ever you know what i mean so i i think they really like tie it up real nice with a bow and say like this is what this means and i'm like wow yes exactly (laughs) like i I have nothing to add so (laughs) um yeah that's i I, i'm i'm not gonna like try any harder to describe it because (laughs) i'd push this into the two hour territory (laughs) i'd suffice it to say like no words can like in my mind do justice to like that band's impact on me or yeah. the in my generation so yeah um, 
Yeah, you also mentioned having the chance to play with them. Um, yeah. This is just like a week ago or so. Um, but yeah, how like how was that? Like how was that experience that was for you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, like I've just kind of like everyone and their mom knows I love magnitude, but like um, I just did a, did a whole like bleeding heart thing about them. So like obviously, it, it meant the world to me to like go up there and like play those songs that you know have had such a big impact on me, and it was a great show as well. So um, yeah. But I did about as well as I could for as much <laughs> practice as we had. And it seemed yeah. like everyone in the audience had a great time. So yeah, that's all I can ask for as a, as a performer and as a musician. So <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that show, um, or if anyone doesn't know that, uh, this is the one step closer, uh, release show, uh, it was, so it was broken bow, um, one step closer magnitude inclination, uh, life's question, well, life's question. Yeah. Slow fire pistol. Slow and fire pistol and one band were, got added. Two bands. There were, two, there split were two set, right? bands did like a yeah. split set right at the beginning. I think they're both from New Jersey, but I could be messing that up. Um yeah. it was cut down and never again. And yes. we got to talk to those guys at the their merch table was right next to ours. So yeah. Super great dudes. They played a great set. So I was stoked. I was stoked that like more bands got added to it because it, it kind yeah. of had this big like party festival feeling you know what i mean yeah that's what i was about to say it's kind of like a mini fest of like oh, a totally. lot of really good bands so yeah. shout out to one step closer for putting that oh, together yeah. themselves i mean <laughs> I, yeah. but um no that uh that that was such like I, I remember like calling my parents after and being like wow like this is crazy you know what i mean like yeah I don't know. I, I had to take a lot of moments, like reflect during that day about like how lucky I am to like yeah. have the friends I have and like be involved in what I'm involved in and um, have the opportunities I have to like perform and uh, like share my art with people on this like bigger scale, even if, you know, we're not the headlining band. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like, especially being in, I'm not sure if it was specifically in Wilkes-Barre or just like a little bit outside, but it's in general. Yeah, general Wilkes-Barre area, north northeastern Pennsylvania. How is it playing in that area, being such like a a landmark and in, in hardcore? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I was obviously like, I, I remember one time, like me and the people I was hanging out with, we just kind of sat down and like listed like every hardcore band we know from Wilkes-Barre, and then like yeah. it was so it was it was a while before we even got into like super obscure bands. We were like the I remember we were like struggling to think and it's like frostbite and it's like, oh, that band rocks and like a ton of people love that band. Um and it's it, the like the kind of like hardcore pedigree in a city like that is like tangible when you're a hardcore kid. But it's cool that like people like just walking around just like normal people from Wilkes Bear just like, yeah, I think I heard of that title fight band once. <laughs> like they're yeah. I don't know. I never listened, you know, but, like, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's really cool being in a place that has such a large significance to such a small group of people. So, you know, it's not like a giant culture. It's not like going to the Eiffel tower and everyone's like, Oh my yeah. God, there's the Eiffel tower. It's like, you know, yeah. most people who pass by the hyperview mural are like, what's that? You know what I mean? So, right. yeah. But, um, and based off of like title fights lyrics, it seems like a very mundane place to like live and like experience. Yeah. So like, I, I'm sure it's not like, you know, a landmark or, uh, in that way, but as like, I guess in our community, like we kind yeah. of understand the impact of, of that, yeah. that area and like how many great bands have come from there and you always hear stories and you know, oh, yeah. everything. So yeah. there's, I was, I was talking to Evan, the guitarist from Broken Bow about this and he he said like that's what makes hardcore so cool is that like a city like Wilkes-Barre can have like a better hardcore scene than like like Los Angeles at any given moment you know what I mean it's like it's yeah. not based off of like you know the the typical avenues that like the entertainment industry goes down and it's like if you write a ton of great songs about how mundane your hometown is like you could be the biggest band in hardcore you know what I mean so, <laughs> yeah um and it was it's it was my first time in Wilkes-Barre and I was I was struck by just like how much it reminded me of where I'm from in Massachusetts where it was oh, like yeah I know I know Wilkes-Barre has like a or like that whole part of Pennsylvania has like a like a coal mining history and like a, just like an industrial history generally and it's the same for Western Mass like I um I drove to pick up a pizza right before this and just everything that I passed by on the way there is 
blown out factories and like crumbling smokestacks and stuff like that. And there's a lot of the yeah. same, same kind of vibe and energy in Wilkes-Barre. And I was like, this is like desolate and like mundane in the same way that like where I come from is desolate and mundane. And like <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> uh, but yeah, you also uh, recently uh, finished filling in on, on tour with Anxious. Um, how was that? Uh, was that your first real tour um, for you? I, I guess I, I, I'd done um, like a smaller run with them with, uh, with Wicca phase and it was right. like, I think there were only like three dates that were actually like consecutive and it was very like broken up. And that was my first taste of like, Oh, we're doing a show and we've got a show tomorrow and a show the next day. You know what I mean? This was my first, like, we're going to start in Washington DC and we're going to get to Texas. And yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? So like, yeah, it was my first like big tour experience. Um, But I think there's something to be said for the fact that I'm like just a fill in and anxious and like, I'm sure if Broken Bow did a tour of that size, it would be like a wildly different experience. <laughs> yeah, but for sure. I'm just like hanging out with them and like just talking and like doing my thing and hanging out and like they're dealing with like the the business side of things. And that's more my role in Broken Bow, whereas in Anxious is just, you know, I'm just there to just play my out. guitar, <laughs> show, yeah. show up and do my thing. So um, which sure. is cool. And, uh, you know, I'm really, I'm no, no less stoked that they give me that opportunity because I can't handle the business side of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, uh, I'm doing a bigger run with those guys. Um, uh, the knuckle puck tour that just yeah. got announced today, actually. Um, that's going to be my, like, that's gonna be my introduction to like, <laughs> like more serious long tours. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm very nervous, but I'm very, very excited for that one. So that's, yeah, gonna it be, should be fun. It's gonna be really dope. Yeah. And I mean, you're also going to be uh touring with Broken Vow. Uh, they just yeah. got announced recently. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Broken Vow is going out on the East coast uh, with Ticket to Heart. Um, but I was going to ask like, uh, are you a little bit glad that you have this like past tour experience now that maybe exactly. you know the ropes a little bit better um you know that going into the the first broken bow tour yeah and i mean it was very much like uh i i mean evan and i sat down and like booked this whole tour like with help from everybody else of course but we were the main like driving forces behind getting it booked and it was it's my first experience doing anything like that and like I'm so thankful to all the people who I like reached out to and they're like, yeah, like, let me help yeah. you with, this. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's, it's like this crazy large learning experience. And then I also have to show up and play, you know what I mean? So it's like a much more like well-rounded experience than I think touring with anxious is, you know, yeah, for what it's worth. Um, but I, I'm very glad I had that experience of like what it's like the reality of touring is on the ground so that I'm not like, I don't know. I, I, it's easy to like, when you don't know what the reality of touring is like to get carried away with like, right. And see of it and like your idea of it. Yeah. And I, I think it was very important for me to be like, yo, like let's do this date this day. So we don't spend a fortune on gas and the routing still is weird yeah. and terrible. And <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> but, um, but it's, you know, it, it was, it was good to have that experience going into it and being like, Oh, like, this is what we need to do. And this is what we need to be prepared for. And this is like right. the kind of money we have to have set aside ABCD. So, yeah, no, I, I figured it would definitely help. It's kind of the same thing with anything really like doing one thing once and then doing it the second time and learning from, you know, from that first experience yeah. and doing it better the second time. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there any, uh, are there any spots that y'all are going back to that you've been before that you're kind of excited to go? I'm really excited to play New Jersey again because yeah. uh, I like, we, we, we threw New Jersey together. Like, well, we didn't even throw it together. Like we got thrown on something super last second when we were just like, like taking shots in the dark for like a show to play in New Jersey on that date. And it was amazing. It was like a, it was like it was a Saturday in New Brunswick and tons of like young people came out who were like evidently not like cool guy young people and like just lots of lots of very like genuine passion for hardcore and we're we're going back to the same city we played actually so I'm hoping I'm hoping lots of I'm hoping lots of those like same people who came will like come back to see us fingers crossed but um, yeah I I think uh, New Jersey for sure like is the first place that pops to mind but um yeah 
um really the the show we have for boston which is like the first day of tour is adrian pummel um our uh our drummer max's other band montclair and then the tour package and that's just like right i couldn't think yeah. of like a better show to play than that so i'm unbelievably stoked for that one but um and but like i know that one's gonna be amazing you know what i mean i there's very yeah. little doubt in my mind that, that one's gonna be awesome but like new jersey i'm like excited for you know what I'm, I'm excited to yeah. see how it turns out so yeah for um i mean this this tour is going to be supporting um sane mind to end uh so i think we can chat about that a little bit more uh it feels we're just talking about this before um but it's so odd that it's finally here uh right. because <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's been in the works for like almost a year now um it, i think y'all finished wrapping up recording like in january or february I think, maybe I, I think i think february okay you could, yeah you're right though because that whole time of year is a blur to me always yeah, like, yeah. I'm during the time of year where i'm just like full steam ahead like don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, like well, I, I think it was february yeah well because i remember we already started talking about it like after the demo came out that you're already writing and like ready to record yeah. you know um so was, yeah that's why i have it in my mind like we've been talking about this like last november <laughs> like yeah, yeah you know, no, early december i think we wrote illusion the first track off of say mine's end in like september or even like august yeah. or something so it's been a it's been a long time coming for yeah. it but i'm very 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 excited and like <laughs> playing most of those songs at the osc show i was like oh i do still like these songs i because yeah. you know, obviously you get like tired of something the longer that you sit on it but like i've like within the last like couple of weeks i've had this like rejuvenation and like passion for it because i was like oh yeah they do represent like a period in time, but it's like very similar to like, we wrote the songs in winter. It's winter again. It's, yeah, it, it feels true. right again. So they're resonating with me more or even now. So yeah. I hope they'll resonate with people when they come out. So, <laughs> yeah. Are there any uh, like general themes or maybe like influences that you would like people to kind of hear, uh, you know, when it comes out on Friday? Hmm. That's like, that's a difficult question because like, yeah, obviously from like a totally vapid standpoint, like I don't want people to hear like what we're influenced by. I want them to hear like broken. Yeah. Dial. yeah. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I think the, like the goal of creating a band is like take influences and then like meld them into something that's distinctly yours. So it's like, I think at this point in broken bound with these songs, we've kind of got like a very good idea of like what makes us us and like yeah. where to draw from but then also what to do with that influence once we take it from somebody and like how to like mold it and make it into like our own final product so yeah. like i it's it i don't i don't necessarily want someone to listen to and be like oh this is like earth crisis you know what i mean no, like yeah that, i i guess like uh, more so from the standpoint of uh like lyrics and like what you oh, all are okay. like um you know, because uh, I know we just spoke about this like early on uh, with the lyrics on these songs, not only these songs, but the demo, like I, they definitely like stand out, you know, from the, you know, any uh, like general hardcore band. Uh, they're a little bit more specific. Um, I know, yeah. like, especially on the demo, it was very much like had like an anti-fascist like message, yeah. like anti-racist, you know, and uh, it's themes and important topics like that. I, I try to like make what I write very topical, but very broad at the same time where it's like, I, I don't want someone to only be able to connect with the sentiment if they like align entirely with my views and like the tiny intricacy yeah. of how I view the world. But like, I think very generally, it's this very like generational rage at the way the world is done. Um and like has been set up uh and yeah. whether you talk about that in terms of like institutions of racism institutions of environmental destruction institutions of a b c d awful thing um but you know i, I don't need to go off and list every awful social phenomenon but like yeah. just for example um there's a like the song like poison peddling um i wrote that just in a stream of consciousness when i was like I talked to somebody who who I care very much about and 
um, they were kind of relaying like their experiences with like addiction related to the pharmaceutical industry. And I was like, wow, that's so intensely unfair. And it makes me so angry that like, I and and it's kind of my personally my avenue to like express that um like intense like unbalanced anger at the world like I've been born into and uh but I also try to keep it very much like it's not about me you know I'm not I'm not singing about myself yeah. the injustice that like I've gone through like I'm singing about the injustice that's like inherent in the world that I live in yeah. Um, because obviously there's a, a number of factors with like me as Tommy Hart that are apparent right away that like, oh, you're not the target of A, B, C, D, like of those institutions. And it's like, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but it's it's more of a, a tangible feeling of generational like unrest and distrust and anger and rage at yeah. um, these systems that are becoming like ever more apparent to the people to the to the people like my age um yeah and the emotional reaction to that so yeah i'm assuming that's kind of where the the title of the ep kind of comes from like dealing with all yeah. of that and kind of kind of going a little bit a little mad with oh yeah like no it's like everything I don't know. And it's, and it's such a, it's such like a tired sentiment to be like, the world's <laughs> gone crazy. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause it's like, cause it's obviously like a very, um, like contrived effort to right. put in place these things that are worth being angry about and are worth being upset about and are worth having like mental turmoil over as much as yeah. it sucks. Um, but it's, it's this like, it's like the sanity of insanity. You know what I mean? Like how, yeah. how like people who value um, these things, like these like facetious things over material, not material, but like, um, like more real, like personal and like human things that that's, that's an insane way to see the world, but they approach um, like putting their plans into action in a very, very sane way. So it's like, the minds are insane, but the the methods are all too sane. So, right. And for the for the album art, um, I feel like it looks pretty distinct. Uh, it's like familiar, but different at the same time. Yeah. Uh, familiar as in like this is kind of like a you know a typeface that you would have seen on a '90s hardcore band, but uh, distinct as in you don't really see this on streaming right now. You know when you yeah. pull up a, an album art. Uh, but I wanted to ask about like uh, maybe the inspiration or like the initial discussions with Kyle uh, Nealon who designed um, the artwork. Like, did y'all were y'all pulling uh, from any you know? uh meet other types of media or anything or did yeah. you all uh, kind of just hand over the reins to him and see what we, you know what happened we literally sent him the the tracks and the lyrics and we're like go um and it was it was very much like the same reaction uh that that you, yeah. that you have when we got back the artwork we were like whoa like <laughs> it, it wasn't what any of us were expecting um but i think that was like a very good thing because like i don't know i think if we've been too set on like a more like traditional safe kind of thing like we wouldn't have gotten something as special as we did with the album art and i i really really like it um and i think it took us a second to be like oh no this is good um because we yeah. were we were very much like wow this is like different and like this is crazy and like i've never like <laughs> i've never seen anything like this like this isn't what i expected but it i think yeah i think those are like good thing that that's good energy to like put out there as a band to be like oh yeah we're not gonna like put the cover that you think we're gonna put on this record like and we're gonna put something that's like really cool in its own respect and i think giving ourselves the freedom to like um even though like i said we just handed the reins over to kyle and he was like here do you like this is like very much like a we want to set ourselves up to be a band that can continue to like take those risks and take those kind of like uh like diversions from like like we're not just gonna have like the cover be like oh it's a black and white shot of one of us jumping with our instrument on you know what i mean so yeah <laughs> it's a, the, the the cover art is one definitely like one of my favorite things about the record and i'm yeah i was 
like when illusion came out i was like almost more stoked that like the album art had come out i was like illusion's right. awesome and also the album artwork is so cool yeah so um <laughs> yeah kyle, kyle crushed it on that one I'm, I'm really i'm really stoked we had him do it so yeah i'm excited for when the vinyl finally arrives and we can see it yeah. like physically and the whole layout and everything that's gonna be that's gonna be such a huge trip for me so yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah you uh recorded with uh Paul Kamner, uh, who did also did the demo um, in Connecticut. Uh, but how was it like the second time around uh, versus like the previous um, recording? Was it like pretty similar or do y'all feel like y'all were maybe better uh, players at that point or, you know, yeah. well, I guess compare and contrast the, the two. I think we were like much better acclimated to the, the like reality of recording with a hardcore band because um I don't know. I think when we were coming in with the demo, we were like, we have these songs and can you record them? And, but whereas with this, we were like, Oh, like, like, like let's record them this way. And like, we want, like, we had a lot more foresight going into it. Whereas like a lot of like the cool, like more unique things that happen on the demo are like very much like happy accidents. It's like all the really like cool kind of like, sound moments that only really exist on the record and it's like can't really be replicated too well live or like very much like like deliberate and like oh we want the bridge of illusion to just be like a million guitars and then like through the noise like emerges this like harmonic progression you know what i mean and it's um i think the demo was just literally us playing the songs and this was us more thinking what's the final recorded product gonna sound like right and obviously like you know obviously like we'll 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 never we'll never be like fully actualized in what we hear in our head but it's like an exercise in like oh like that's something really close to what i saw in my head and that that's that's such a rewarding process for sure yeah how many uh how many days were y'all uh over there in the studio um i think we i think we did it in two days um i think okay. we did it for a yeah. weekend um so the same amount of time as the demo but uh, for the demo, we basically recorded everything in a day, and then yeah, uh, and then I just had to finish off a song on vocals the second day. But it's like we used two full days, of okay, doing stuff, and it was very much like a like a long haul experience because all of us were in school and like working and yeah. stuff. We had a weekend booked out, and we we're like, we got to do it. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think uh, at least have at least the songs that are out right now uh it's pretty apparent that there's like a, a more of a metal influence on the songs uh, you know kind of advancing the sound from the demo um on the new songs but what um with that with that metal influence you know, i think you're going to continue in that direction and like how much uh how much do you like want to pull from from metal into broken valve because i know uh, yourself like you're pretty big like metal metal head yeah. like how I, would, is... I would call myself a metal head i yeah I, I've, I've i've grown to love love that term because because of the kind of knee-jerk reaction that it gets i'm like yeah i'm a metal head and you're like yeah i think it's cool that's a cool name, <laughs> <metal> name. No. <laughs> but um yeah i know i know harrison's really inspired because harrison writes the like the lion's share of the guitar riffs and um but i mean lately on the new stuff that we're writing him and i have it's been more of like a one-to-one -one collaboration with uh guitar and structure and songwriting and everything like that and um and i know he pulls he's mentioned in the past that he like he loves the machine head record davidian and he pulls a ton of like riff and in inspiration from that and yeah fear factory and um i don't know it's it's very hard for me to draw some of like the metal band influence that i want into broken vow just because like we're a hardcore band and if i try to put like i'm a sugar riff into it it's just gonna be weird and no one's gonna like it and i'm not gonna like it either yeah but um it's very much saying like what little like tastes of of metal can i put into this and i think more of the time it's like drawing from other like metallic hardcore acts like i know repentance has been a huge band for us while we've been writing yeah. recently and I, I don't know we we kind of want to like keep trying to write these like ominous parts like the beginning of poison peddling i love it so much because it's like yeah so, it's like foreboding in a sense where and i i want to i want to explore that more with broken bow um the kind of uh 
kind of ominous creepy crawly kind of riff so <laughs> yeah but uh safe to say there will be um there'll, there'll there's more metallic broken bow in the future so no, yeah I, th- I think the sounds like been done pretty well especially like uh more recently um you know I, obviously i think power trip really kicked that door open for hardcore for you know a lot of bands yeah. that inspired a lot of bands to kind of start trying that sound uh, I in bought decimation on vinyl today so yeah. like <laughs> safe to say power trip huge band for all of us so yeah so yeah it, it sounds sounds great and i'm excited to see you know where y'all take this next um i know y'all already started writing songs so yeah um, off off, off the record i have some some things i have to send you actually so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i I'm, I'm excited for everyone to hear to hear the full ep um Me too. do you um are there any like other like particular songs that you are also excited about besides like the whole ep like is there like one song that stands out other than the single that's out now um i'd say like after playing it at the osc show right um, our title track broken vow is like yeah <laughs> I, it got this it got this crazy reception that i wasn't expecting it to get and i was like i was like yeah like let's, try, let's like try playing a new song because like we're gonna be playing it for all these people and it's gonna be a good chance like promote yeah. the record but like I, I didn't expect it to like pop off quite as much as it did and it like made me listen to the song with fresh ears and be like oh, this is like very moshable in a way that I <laughs> forgot that it was. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say I'm most stoked for people to like hear that and be able to like have that in their playlists and have that like on repeat and stuff like that. So I'm um, for right, right. Like at this very moment, it's yeah. broken. So yeah. Um, and you also mentioned uh, you're starting another band. Uh, yeah. what, what is that? How is that going? Like what? Okay. uh how's that sounding it's very it's like tough guy hardcore by guys who are not tough (laughs) Um, so it's um the guitar so harrison evan and i are all in broken bow and we're also all in this new band called ultimatum and i'm playing bass in it um and it's very much like evan's like passion project it's like his baby that he's like been working on forever yeah and um, i'm just like that i i'm very much just like along for the ride playing bass with it but it's like lots of chugga chugga for sure like, <laughs> um, yeah. lots of like the same riff but slower so I, I i like it a lot and it's gonna be a lot of fun playing it's um it's a straight yeah. edge band we're all vegan straight edge but like we're just like we're just gonna be a straight edge band so yeah, <laughs> yeah. are y'all uh and y'all you're playing the release show right the we're, playing the release show, yeah. we're opening up the release show nice that it's should be, be fun. fun. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Um, I'm so excited for the release show. I've like, yeah, I wasn't letting myself be excited for it because I was worrying about OSC and like, especially once I got like the call, like, yo, like you need like magnitude needs you to fill in, yeah, um, like all these other fill-ins. And uh, you know, obviously I was like stressing about that show a lot just because like I had to yeah. like, learn songs, brush up on songs, like get stuff together for Broken Vow, like run around, do this and that. Right? <laughs> Five hours a lot of work there, like yeah and and now that like the dust is settling from that i'm like oh we booked this crazy show that i get to play in a week and that's so awesome you know what yeah. i mean so, it's really dope yeah that's really cool that, that lineup is is really great too so yeah it's gonna we be super stoked. fun i'm sure we were so stoked how many like i remember we like we curated that so much so it was like oh this yeah. is like a homie show but it's like the perfect like balance homie show where it's not like here are all my friends who also play in like 90s metallic hardcore bands so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh besides that uh that new band uh what other like are you working on any other creative uh aspects in your life besides it doesn't have to be music but any anything else yeah, I mean, I'm music's just like where I'm at right now. So like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm taking a extend extended leave from school, um, so that I can just like tour as much as I want and do all these things. And I'm super booked for next year already, and I'm just really stoked to like put my back into it 100. percent And I there's there's one band that I've been that I've been like slightly teasing for a very long time. That's like very much like my baby and my passion project. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at, it's like a, uh, it's a vegan straight edge band 
and it's um, very heavily influenced by um, like mid two thousands melodic metalcore. So like it's like if like Trivium or like All That Remains was a vegan strange yeah. band. So nice. I, I'm and it's with a ton of people who who I love very much. So I'm very very stoked to put that one out there whenever it comes out. So <laughs> yeah, um, but that's nice. that's apart apart from that. I think pretty much everything that I'm working on is like out there or like very soon yeah. to be out there so yeah uh, you gotta get a busy like half of the year already coming up so Dude, yeah i was thinking about it i was like i've got like in the first like three months of 2022 i've got like like three weeks where i'm not on tour yeah which is nuts yeah <laughs> and i'm like i couldn't possibly be more excited for it so yeah super exciting yeah. Uh, but yeah, I to to kind of wrap up, I always like to ask like, uh, what have you been listening to and what should people be checking out? Uh, it doesn't have to be only music as far as checking out, but like any movies, books, you know, whatever art. Um, I've been I've been listening to a lot of music lately. Like that's been that's been my like go to art consumption for sure. But um I've just, for some reason, just now gotten into Poison the Well. I think, you know, I, I don't need to tell anybody how good that band is, but like, <laughs> it's like crazy that I wasn't into them until now. Um, yeah. uh, Adrian, Sense My Beloved, Wreckage, Pummel, I, you know, all the all the bands that I never shut up about who are my friends and I think <laughs> make amazing music. Um, yeah, there's there's so many good bands coming from my part of the United States right now. And it like, it makes me so very happy that like I can be on the ground with that in some small way. So um, yeah, let's listen to every band that's on the, that's on the broken vow record release show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cause that those, those are all like my very like dear close friends and I want all of them to win very hard. So <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, listen to my friends bands. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was I was trying to like think of uh, other things from my end to check out. The first thing that comes to mind is uh, the new Method of Doubt LP that just dropped today. I haven't uh, listened to it yet. Is it good? Yeah, super good. Uh, okay, well, so, yeah. then I'm going to listen to like as soon as I get off the phone. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, if you're listening to this, go listen to that. Well, uh, comprehensive, view it, comprehensive review in your text messages and like half an hour. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I definitely think it's like, it climbed its way to like my top records of the year. So uh, just okay. like after listening to it today. Uh, so yeah, listen to that. Um, listen to St. Mind's End. Uh, when you're hearing this, uh, it should sure. be out the next day. So uh, okay, hopefully it's cool. going out Thursday and St. Mind's End will be out Friday or at midnight. Mind's End tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so listen to that. Uh, we still have... Uh, vinyl up for pre-order we have shirts uh broken bows going on tour they'll have merch there uh so yeah you're gonna be pretty busy but it's gonna be a very exciting time with especially with new music like fresh out yeah it's it's uh it's it's gear it's gearing up to be like a a pretty crazy like two or three months so yeah very 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 excited so yeah is there anything else you want to shout out or or plug Nothing that I haven't already shouted out or plugged. So <laughs> yeah. <this> podcast, so. <laughs> Sorry, all your friends. Yeah, all my friends. <laughs> uh, veganism. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is for having me on and everything. This uh, I was really looking forward to this, and it didn't disappoint at all. So <laughs> yeah, definitely, it was great getting to chat with you. It's always nice seeing your face uh on facetime <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> i'll do them <laughs> yeah i do but uh but yeah uh thank you all for listening this is sunday conversations um again same mind zen is out on friday december 3rd uh so you'll listen to that and catch broken bell on tour uh in january but yeah thank you all thank you Nothing but a broken bell.